Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. This week looks a slightly longer episode because I want to give this subject the time it really deserves. We're looking at the subject of identity, who do we say we are? This is core to how we show up, how we feel, how we think. It's almost the, the root of all our sense of self. Who do we say we are? Everything flows from that. So who do you say you are? Can we change our sense of identity? Who are we? Let's dive in and find out. I want to look at what could appear to be quite a big subject of who we are, where our sense of self comes from. And I want to start by recapping a little bit about some of the things we've been talking about in this conversation so far through the last few weeks. And we've been talking a little bit about the principles behind psychology. The principles behind the human experience. And up to now, psychology has been a pre-principled field. An industry or area of thought like aeronautics and I studied aeronautics extensively in in my degree. Um, There's a lot of key principles that underpin how an airplane flies and all the airplanes built around the world all use those same principles of drag, thrust and lift. But Psychology is a pre-principles field, which is why there are so many different approaches out there. So many different and contrasting ways that people try and find peace of mind or happiness or contentment or understand their experience and try to change or control their experience. And principles are not what we need to do. The principles of aeronautics, the principles of aerodynamics doesn't tell you what you need to do to fly. In the same way the principles of the mind don't tell us what we need to do day to day to have peace of mind. To be okay with ourselves. The principles are telling us what's behind what's going on in the moment. The principles of aerodynamics tell us what's going on when an aircraft moves 
or does something. The principles in our aerodynamics can help us understand that. And what designs we can put in place based on those principles to make sure they fly safely. And it's the principles of the mind that lie behind the scenes. Because it's formless. It is spiritual. It is behind the scenes. You, we can't see it. It's intangible. And we are, f we are spiritual beings living in a physical realm. And this spiritual element of life, the energy behind life, enables a seed to become a tree. It enables plants to grow. It's not us that makes plants grow, we may water them and provide the right environment, but there's an energy, there's a design that unfolds that enables the plant to grow. There's a potential, there's an energy that comes forth without us doing anything. And it's the same within us, there's a potential, there's an energy within us. It's formless. We can't even imagine it. If we try and imagine it in our minds, we can't actually imagine something formless. Our minds cannot conceive something formless. But there's an energy behind life, and that's one of the three principles that Sidney Banks came up with to help articulate or explain the principles behind psychology, the principles behind our human experience. So the principle of mind, that energy behind life, that formless potential that just is. Just like gravity is, it just is. It, we don't need to do anything about it. It just is. The principle of thought, the ability to create our experience, the ability to create our experience moment to moment, like the building blocks of experience. If you were to look at your computer screen or television very, very closely, you'll see tiny, tiny little dots that make up that image, pixels. I guess nowadays they're much harder to see because the quality of screens has got so much uh, better over the years. So the pixels have got smaller. So the number of pixels involved in creating that image is much greater. So the, the picture is far sharper. So pixels are the building blocks of an image. And so are thinking. The principle of thought is the building blocks of our experience. We live in a thought-created reality, a psychological reality that's created up, created by those building blocks of thoughts. And we can see that at play in our lives when sometimes you might see how you're really stressed in a certain situation that 
feels like a very frantic situation, you're feeling quite stressed about it. But also you might be able to see times in your life where it's a very frantic situation, but you're actually feeling very calm. And that's because it's the thinking that you're tuned into, it's the thinking you have in that moment that's creating your experience, not the circumstances. So that's thought at play in those moments. And the principle of consciousness is what brings our experience to life through our senses. It's like watching a DVD, there's pure potential, there's a film in there, it's potential to watch something. But it's the DVD player that brings it alive. So these principles are creating our experience, 100% creating our experience, but they're not who we are. They're 100% of our experience, but they're not who we are. We are, who we are is beyond our experience. Who we are is beyond our thinking. We're pure consciousness. And if we look back and imagine a baby with its physical needs being met, it's pure consciousness, it's pure presence in this moment, pure contentment. It's not contaminated by thinking. It's the closest we get to our purest sense. And then as we get older we start contaminating that experience, that connection to consciousness by our thinking. And just like the drunk man scrabbling under the lamppost looking for his keys in the middle of the night and the policeman comes along asking what he's doing. And the drunk man says, well, I'm looking for my keys. So the policeman says, oh, where do you drop them? I'll help look for them. Where do you drop them? And the drunk man points to the other side of the road and says, over there. So the policeman says, so why are you looking here? And the drunk man says, oh, because the light's better here. And we do the same in our life. When we're looking for happiness and peace of mind. We look in the world of form because the light is better there. It really appears to be the better place to look, the easier place to look. It really appears to find, to have the answers. But actually it's within. And sometimes it is harder to see it in there. but we never find it in the world of form. We do find experiences of happiness in the world of form. We do find things we enjoy doing in the world of form. And it really appears that thing we're doing is creating that feeling of happiness. But in those moments, it's that expression of what's within. It's that expression of our 
true self that's coming out in that moment and being experienced in that moment. It's not what we're doing that's creating that, that's creating that sense of self. It's not the outside thing, the form, the situation that's creating that happiness. Is that expression of self is coming from inside out. Because whatever we're feeling is coming from within. It can't come from something outside of us. So our true identity is pure consciousness. Our true identity is formless. It is this energy behind life. I heard a quote recently talking about heaven and earth. And often we think as heaven and earth, and if you ever believe in in, in heaven, but we have this, uh, well I personally had this, this thought of growing up, Heaven was a place you go to. It's not here, it's somewhere different. But they're both just states of mind. They're both states of mind. And actually, we are pure consciousness, we're made of this energy behind life. We're part of it, we're made of it. Heaven is within us now. And if you were to imagine an iceberg, a very small percentage of us is in, in this world of form. And that's who we think we are. We think we're the bit above the water in this world of form, the bit we can see. but actually we're everything below the water. And that water is the energy of life, the potential, the loving divine energy of life. And we're made of water. We're everything below the water. That's our soul, that's our true identity. So we have who we think we are, created by our thinking, that comes alive through our consciousness. That we have our true identity, who we really are. Which is this a sense of feeling within, a sense of it. And our emotions tell us, <coughs> our emotions tell us where we are whether we're tuned in to who we think we are or whether we're tuned in to our true identity. Of course, when we tune into our thinking, it very much is, our thinking does persuade us that that is reality, that is who we are. Thinking really persuades us this is true and we need to do something about it to change how we feel, 
that we won't be okay unless the situation changes. Then we start thinking about all the things we need to do to change the situation. We're looking in the world of form. We think with this person the world of form is a little bit above the water. That's surrounded by people and jobs and work and life. But our true identity is not of this world. It's within us. Made of this pure, loving, divine potential of life. I love the quotes from an American spiritual spiritual teacher, Marianne Williamson. If you think there is something you need in order to be happy, you are telling yourself you lack. Believing you lack creates more lack. If you think there's something you need in order to be happy, you are telling yourself you lack. Believing you lack creates more lack. And I can see in my life how that was playing out in all sorts of areas. Whether it be money. Thinking I needed more money before I could really relax and be happy. So I was constantly feeling I didn't have enough. At work thinking I'll be okay if I can get that inbox down to zero. Or people say good things about me. I felt I lacked that I wasn't okay, I had to prove my sense of worth, wanting people to like me. Believing you lack creates more lack. Which is why there are so many millionaires out there that are not happy and still craving more money. Because in essence they still have that sense of lack. One of the words we don't really understand, I think, in English language is the word enough. What is enough? When we're looking for answers in the world of form, we don't find that enough. Because our thinking is looking in the wrong place. It's constantly looking for the next thing, the next thing. Because it doesn't work because we don't find the answers to well-being in this world of form. But we stay on the hamster wheel because our thinking convinces us we're nearly there, we're nearly there. In the same way, the alcoholic's thinking tells them, you're one drink away, you're one drink away. Just a couple more jobs out of the way, you can relax. A few more thousand in the bank then, you can relax. Just one more level of promotion, then you'll be okay. Then you can be happy. When we're looking in the world of form, it's not who we are. That's not who we are. We're looking at ourselves through our thinking. Like seeing us in this computer game. And what comes to mind is that Jim Carrey film where he really was in a reality TV show. But he thought it was his life. He really thought it was real. He had no idea. And everyone around him 
neighbours, work colleagues, everyone else he interacted with were actors on set. He had no idea he was living on this huge, huge TV set. That's not who you are. It's not our true identity. I think our sense of true identity is sensing something within. It's very hard because it's formless to describe or put words to or imagine it. It's a sense within. It's a connection, an understanding or a sensing that we're connecting to something bigger. That we're part of this divine energy of life. We're loved and accepted by it because we're made of it, we're part of it. We can't not be loved and accepted because we're made of it. We're all made of it. This divine loving energy of life doesn't make anything defective. We're all made of it. It's an energy, it's a sense. You feel it. It's like you can feel the energy of a room. There's many, even there's lots of people in the room. Sometimes you can feel the energy of the room. And sometimes it's calm. As people drop out of their thinking and connect to something bigger within themselves and something bigger. Other times you don't really feel that sense of connectedness, togetherness. Because when we drop out of our thinking, we connect to our true identity. We connect to this source behind life. And we connect to other people. Because we're all one, we're all connected. We're all one. And our true nature expresses itself in that feeling, in that sense. When we quiet on our minds, we drop into that sense. That's our true nature. And it's not just a lovely feeling, you sit there and it's of no real use. It's actually a very practical place as well. Information comes from this place, this sense. Practical information, insights, intuition, wisdom. It's not an unplugging from life and just being in a meditative state and then coming back into the rat race. You can live from this place because it's a practical place. It's the better guidance mechanism for life. We get a sense of what we want to do in a given situation or even what we don't want to do. And if we don't know what to do yet, that sense of life knows it's okay. That's okay. Because whatever happens will be okay because we have that sense of who we really are.
I was listening to someone talk about being fearless. And often we think of fearless as feeling the fear and do it anyway. And there's that famous book and a lot of people go by that phrase, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I think there's a lot of truth in that, the fact that we get scared when we come up to our edge, we come out of our comfort zone, we lean into, lean into our edge, it can feel scary. But that fear is actually sometimes an indication that we're moving in the right direction. We're coming against the edge of our comfort zone. And it's when we're outside of our comfort zone, that's where the magic happens. And it's our thinking that creates that fear. And sometimes we think of being fearless as feeling that fear, but just overriding it, just doing it anyway. And of course that is far better than caving into the fear and being paralyzed or a prisoner to our fears. But being fearless is not actually even feeling the fear because we just know whatever happens will be okay. Whether it's successful or not, whether it works or not, we achieve that or not, we're okay. So we can do it anyway. Really not caring of the outcome in some respects because our well-being isn't dependent on it. It may be a choice or a preference we want to do those things. But our sense of okayness, our peace of mind is not dependent on it. Because that's not who we are. Our true identity is within us. It's always there. It's always there. It's like our shadow. It's always there. Sometimes we don't even notice it's there. Sometimes we can't see it because there's maybe clouds come over the sun. There'll be sometimes we don't see, we're not connected to that true sense of self. But it's still there. That sense of self is still there, we just don't see it. It's always there, but sometimes we just feel disconnected from it. Sometimes we're looking in the wrong direction. But that sun is always behind the clouds. Even when we don't notice it or see it. And we forget it's there. And when we forget, we go looking in the world of form for a sense of being okay. Because we generally think we are who we think we are. And there's things we need to do to be okay. And when we forget in those moments, that's okay. Can soon realise that's what's got on. And just by noticing that and remembering that, we know that we automatically drop back below the water into the true sense of self, the deeper sense of self, that knows we're okay. And quite often we spend a lot of time talking about thought. But quite often that is an intellectual conversation with ourselves as we read, as we look and as we talk. It's very easy to have an intellectual conversation about thought and the nature of thought. 
and we look at the sense of self, it's formless. It's impossible to connect with that true sense of self intellectually. It's a sense, it's a feeling. And when we recognize that and sense it and feel it, we connect to our true self. We begin to see the true nature of thoughts by default. this sense this feeling that lets us know we're okay that lets us know we're connected to this source this potential of life because we're made of it that's who we really are and when you begin to get even glimpses of that and just rest in that knowledge, knowing it's who you are. It's nothing to work out. You can stop trying to be okay. Stop navigating through this form, through this physical realm, looking for the answers. Looking for the thing you need to do to be okay. It's like being on a treadmill. Exhausting and gets you nowhere. When you step off that treadmill, knowing you're okay. There's a sense of coming home to who you really are. So you may begin to notice glimpses of this feeling of okayness, glimpses of your true self. Knowing is nothing to do to be that you. Even the most surprising of times, it just floats to the surface and we sense that okayness. But there's information in that place, information in that feeling. As you sit in that place, without trying to do anything, without storing it, trying to store this feeling so you can come back to it more easily next time. Or trying to work out what it is that got you here. Just be. The more you just be. The more you just be. The more you sense that feeling within you. A sense of you. It comes with love. Gratitude. Compassion, self-compassion. It's a place of love for yourself because you're truly loved. And love for others. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you really soon. Mm-hmm.